0: Into the West, old-time radio westerns that share the stories of the men and women who claimed the West, the cowboys and ranchers, the gunslingers and gamblers, the lawmen and the lawbreakers. These are the tales of the frontier of the intrepid pioneers who ventured into the West.
1: Across the rugged Indian territory rides a tall young man on a mission of mercy. His medical bag strapped on one hip, his six-shooter on the other. This is Dr. Six-Gun. The National Broadcasting Company brings you another episode in the exciting adventure series, Dr. Guns. Ray Mattson M.D. was the gun-toting frontier doctor who roamed the length and breadth of the old Indian territory. Friend and physician to white man and Indian alike, the symbol of justice and mercy in the lawless west of the 1870s, this legendary figure was known to all as Dr. (laughs) Six-Gun.
0: The territory is a place of youth. Men live, cram a lifetime into a few short years, and die before they reach the age of 30. Cow bunches are young, men. The soldiers are young. The bad men are young. There are not many who reach old age here in the territory. Of them, I can be said to be one, for I am old before my time. And who am I? I am Pablo, the gypsy peddler. Uh, uh, and this is my friend Midnight. Uh, Midnight, He a... is a raven, and he, too, has the quality of maturity. No fool like an old fool. <laughs> and like most mature persons, he is a philosopher. Yeah. Uh, we were discussing this question of age in the territory one night at the Bull Run Saloon. I was sitting at a table with my friend, Doc we were watching Pop Whedon at the bar. He was a seedy old man with dirty jeans and a straggly gray soup-strainer mustache. His skull was as bare of vegetation as the Badlands, and his skin was as wrinkled and cracked as a river bottom in the drought. He stood at the bar and pleaded with O'Shea. Well, uh, now, now listen, Jose. You got to have respect for your elders. The good book says that. Says you have respect for your elders. That's all I'm asking. Now you. Now listen, Pop. I got respect for you, but it don't say I got to let you run up a tick as long as your arm that you ain't got no hide nor hair of a chance of paying off. Doggone it! Oh, say that ain't the point. Here I am standing, debasing myself, pleading like I was a whoop dog, and what am I asking for? Am I asking you for something you ain't got? Huh? Am I asking for your shirt off on your back? No. No, I'm asking for one measly little drink of your no-good barrel whiskey. That's all. If it's no good, how come you want it? It's, 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 it's the principle of the thing. The principle. I'm just trying to give you a chance to do a good deed. Go on now, Pop. Clear out of here. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, old fellow like you. Begging for whiskey like a pound dog for a bone. Uh, ain't there nobody at the bar going to buy a drink? for old pop. Think of your poor old daddies with the gray hair and careworn faces. Ain't one of you got an ounce of sentiment? Now go on, pop. Quit bothering the clientele. Scat. There ain't no respect left in this here territory for the aged. Now go on before I throw I'm you out. I'm going. I'm going. Now don't push. Stay out, pop. I ain't got time to argue with you. No good. Young With the snap of it. In. Oh! Look out, pop. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, doc, I. I didn't see you there. I was I was thinking of something. Did I hurt no, you? I just spilled my coffee. Oh, yes. Hey, Doc, I I got an idea. I meant to talk to you about it. I heard uh, somewhere once that this here medical science was uh, like looking for people. What do you mean, Doc? Well, you know, you know them there medical science. The students in the hospitals looking for folks who was willing just, uh, how do you mean? Yeah, well, no, I hear tell that they'll pay real good cash money for folks. What, what are you getting at, Bob? Well, I, mean, I meant to, to ask you when I, when I seen you, Doc. I figured maybe you and me could make a deal. If you was to give me payment in advance, I'd let you stake a claim on me like it. What the devil are you talking about? Well, now, look, I'm an old man, Doc, and I'm tough as nails and weathered tougher than rawhide. But there's going to come a day, Doc. Like to everybody, there's going to come a day. And when that day comes, I ain't no use to myself. So uh, I figured that uh, I'd donate myself to medical science. And in the meantime, you could stake me here at the bull run. You mean you want to will your body to me after you die? Yeah. Yeah, that's, That's the idea, Doc. Now, I figured that what with my advanced age and being an interesting specimen... How to bring the right tidy sum. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you would, Pop, but uh, I, I just don't happen to be in the market for a cadaver right now. Uh, well, now, I'm right sorry to hear that, Doc. I figure it was a surefire way to stake me to some of the miserable drinking liquor O'Shea pedals. Yeah, uh, sure you wouldn't want a grade-A carcass, Doc? No, no, no thanks, Pop, and... Uh, Especially since you'd spend your remaining years drinking O'Shea's whiskey. Why, you'd be pickled before I could ever get to you. Pickled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did a fact. Well, don't hurt none to try, I guess. Nah, that's all right, Bob. Sorry I can't help you. Reckon I'll have to go out and see if I can steal something. See you later, gentlemen. Doc! Is that old weasel bothering you? And I'm, I'm just going, O'Shea. It's me and Doc here was dickering on a business deal. Well, you think it over, Doc. You won't come by a bargain like me every day. Uh, you know, he'd do it, too. The old goat would sell himself a piece at a time for whiskey. How old do you suppose he is, Doc? Oh, 75, maybe. But what does he live on? Panhandles mostly, I suppose. I think Piney feeds him out in the kitchen in the bull run. Doesn't he have any family? Uh, no. Nobody knows much about him. I used to treat him for arthritis, but just wasn't much I could do for him. I'm sorry, Doc. I, I didn't mean to chase that old windbag onto you. I hope it didn't bother you, huh? Oh, no. No, uh, Pop is a great humanitarian, O'Shea. Human. He is? And a philanthropist. Wow. He was trying to make the greatest gift to science that a man can bestow. Now, is that a fact? I wouldn't have thought Pop could have the price of a drink to gift anybody. He doesn't, but he has a very valuable commodity. It's too bad there are no takers. For a while, Pop Whedon found a profitable enterprise in uh, watching horses hitched outside the bull run. Of course, a good cow pony will never stray when the reins are dropped and wrapped once around the hitching rail. But somehow or other, when a cowpoke neglected to give Pop a dime to watch his horse, the reins became mysteriously unwrapped, and the pony might be found wandering some three miles from town. This kept Pop supplied with the necessities of life and even allowed a small margin for foolish expenditures, like food. All right, O'Shea. I'll take a glass of your best drinking liquor. Just as long as it costs me ten cents. Okay, let's see the dime, Pop. Uh, All right, I guess. (laughs) Guess you found somebody else to work that... uh horse-watching Dodge, huh? O'Shea, I provide a useful civic service. Eh, Just don't try it on any of them Texas cowhands that comes through in the spring. They'll keep you into the horse trough. Well, now, to tell you the truth, O'Shea, I've been thinking about the spring. Got a notion to expand. Uh, What do you mean, expand? Uh, Well, with the increased business, I'm going to have to put on a couple of hands to do some of my watching for me. (laughs) Pop. You're getting plumb loco with age. I got the ten cents, don't I? Just take my advice, Pop. Don't pull that dodge with any stranger. They might not understand you're just a harmless old varmint. Uh, I'll take care of myself. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Late in the winter, when the cold norther blew out of the mountains and the breath of the horses steamed before them and icicles dripped from the wooden arcade in front of the bull run, Doc and I came out of the swinging doors to start for his office. It oh. would <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. freeze the nose off a brass monkey. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. I better... Have a half a dozen cowhands riding in here inside of a week with frostbitten noses and frozen feet. Uh, Well, Doc, you may have
1: one patient before we get to your place. (laughs) Oh, it's cold. What's that? Huh? Oh, that's that's somebody singing.
0: Uh, That's that's Pop Wheaton. Where is the old broad? There, there, there he is. You look forward. Good Lord, this weather has a freeze. (laughs) Hey, hey, Pop, there's ice on the truck. Come on out of there. Uh, he's blind drunk. Good morning, gentlemen. Can join me? The water is fine. Get off his arm. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Now, now, listen. You wait. Let me alone. I ain't finished my bath. Get him out. Come on. Come on. Up with him. It's, it's cold. Let me get back in that nice warm water. No, no, no. Come on. Now. Come on. on. Come, Come on, old timer. Come on. Get him over to my place. His clothes are going to freeze stiff. It's cold out here. What's the idea? Dragging the fellow out of the nice warm water. We'll have to carry him. <laughs> I don't feel so good. I'm shivering. Uh, he's out. Oh. Come on, now let's get him over to my place before he freezes to death. Poke up that fire, Pablo. How is it, Doc? He's got a fever you could fry eggs with. Oh, look at these teeth. I've never seen anybody to chatter like that. I'd better get him out before he swallows them. What kind of crazy thing is that? Taking a bath in a horse trough in the dead of winter. Lucky we came along. Could have found him in the morning frozen solid and buried him right in the ice. Uh, Doc. Oh, he's coming too. Doc. Hey, what's the idea, you crazy idiot? Don't you know better than to freeze yourself to death? Uh, Doc, uh, the last thing I remember is standing at the bar. And you know, O'Shea says it's Saturday night. I figured Saturday night, it's time for my bath. Well, it's almost your last bath. You better lay off that whiskey, Moshé, for a while. Don't you kill you. Oh, No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. Dad. Doc, it saved my life. Everybody knows that alcohol won't freeze. The old man pulled through and went back to his civic service of watching horses and consuming as much of O'Shea's barrel whiskey as possible. He became an indispensable character in town, the one you played jokes on. It became a sport among visiting cowpunchers to see what they could make Pop do for a drink. They ran through the usual uninspired notions of having him eat various unsavory items. He spent hours dancing on the bar, imitating the favorite girls from the Silver Lantern at Chisholm City. And for a dollar and a half, He allowed a horse wrangler from the A to write obscene verses across the top of his shiny head. It was one day at the bull run when Doc had seen enough. Look at that! Well, just look at that old reprobate, Pop Wheaton. Well, what is it this time? Hey, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. All right, Pop, I'll tell you what I'll do. I've been right lonely since my hound dog ran off. Yeah, is that right? right? Pop, I'll make you a bargain fair and square. I'll set you up here at the bull run for a week. Now, you hear that, O'Shea? You hear it? all all you gotta do is this. I got me my dog collar here. You put it on, and you'll be my hound dog for a whole day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, what do you mean, Munger? I mean you come along after me like my dog, see? I'll put this collar around your neck and put a rope to it, and you come crawling after me. If you're real bright and learn tricks, I'll set you up here for two weeks. (laughs) Uh, Two weeks. Now, that's a bargain, isn't it, right. <laughs> If Right. Now, wait a minute. If I be your hound dog for one day, I get two weeks on the cuff here. All right. Now, that's enough. Fuck, huh? Wheaton, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh, Doc, what's troubling you? You're a human being. You may be old and foolish with your brain pickled in that rot gut of O'Shea's, but you're created in God's image. Yeah. Well, now, Doc, am I bothering you? Yes. Yes, you are. I've spent too many years watching men die, and babies being born, to stand by and let an old fool disgrace the whole species. Uh, now, Doc, I didn't mean no real harm. Well, now, hold on here. You ain't backing out, are you, Mungo? Yeah, but Doc says that... Well, I'll, I'll talk to Doc. Now, now, you listen to me, Pop. No, no, you listen to me. I, I know what I'm doing, Doc. You think I care if they laugh at me? <laughs> what difference does it make to me if I spend a day on my hands and knees like a dog... Spent 50 years like a dog standing on two foot. Never got a thing for it. Two weeks free ride at the bull run means a lot to me, Doc. Now, leave me be. I know what I'm doing. I suppose it took a lot of whiskey to make it seem funny. But Pop Whedon spent that Saturday night on his hands and knees in the sawdust of the bull run, the collar around his neck and the leash attached. Almonger taught him to roll over and beg and count to four by tapping with his paw. And the laughter, which was sheepish at first, grew deeper and heartier as the full measure of the jest dawned on the assembled cowpokes. After that, when Pop came into the bull run, the men at the bar whistled to him and called him Rover and other amusing allusions to the evening. I think Doc brooded over it although we didn't speak of it often. I remember one time we were sitting at his place in the evening smoking our pipes. You know, Pablo... What? Maybe I shouldn't have done it. You've done what? Remember when Pop Whedon offered to sell me his body for payment in advance? Yes. So, uh, maybe I should have done it. What do you mean, Doc? What, what would you do now with his body? Nothing. But I might have done something for his soul. Doc, don't torture yourself. What would you have paid him? A hundred dollars? Two hundred? Two hundred? How long do you think it would take him to, to drink it all up or gamble it away? No, he would have been wearing Munger's dog collar maybe two or three days later. I don't understand. I don't understand what makes a man do that to himself. He's an old man, 75. He should have some kind of dignity. Oh, Doc, you're not a drinking man. Perhaps you don't understand. Oh, that isn't it. I've seen men chained to whiskey. I've seen them in the hospitals when I was a student back in Boston, screaming and crying for gin. Mm. But somehow this isn't the same. It's almost as if he wants to be down in the dirt. I still think he's the whiskey. Uh, not entirely. I've seen old Indians drunk, horribly, sickeningly drunk, and yet, yet somehow they seem to hold on to something a, a pride in being a chief, or, or even a, a, in being a man. But there's something about Pop. It's as if by degrading himself, it's a great joke he's playing on all of us. Sometimes I get the feeling he's laughing at. <laughs> well, he won't have the last laugh, not at his age. The end came as O'Shea thought it would in the spring, when the Texas cowhands came through, following the rivers of longhorn cattle that flow up the trails. It was in the bull run on a Saturday night. A trail outfit had hit town, and they were celebrating a momentary respite from the long, hard trail. All right, all right now. You got the mirror behind the bar, now shiver down. Oh! I'll in body six to five. I can shoot the bottle right out of the monkey. Now you cut it out. <laughs> what kind of a crazy hombre are you? I run a respectable place. <laughs> oh, what I tell you, what I tell you, Clean on the first shot. Pay up, losers, pay up, now fire out for the whole house. Charlie, Charlie, take over the bar. I got my hand pretty badly cut up with them glass pieces. I'm going to see if I can find Doc. <laughs> It'll be all right, O'Shea. Just keep it out of water for a while. And you better stay out behind the bar. <laughs> With that bunch of loco Texas waddies, it'll be a pleasure. Now, I was thinking of the whiskey. If it hits those cuts, it'll burn. Hey, listen. There. Yeah. You hear, Doc? It wasn't in the place 20 minutes before the mirror went. By the way, they're smashing glasses. They're going to be drinking whiskey out of their cupped hands before midnight. Did you send for the sheriff? <laughs> when that crew rode into town, the sheriff got one look at them and took off for the hills. You coming in with me, Doc? I might as well. Probably there'll be four bullet holes and a split head to saw before morning. Well, hang on to your hat. Let's go. Get center, I told you! Lose his pair, Hey, that's, that's Pop Whedon over there against the wall. What's he doing? All right, set him up again. Now listen, old man, you keep that glass steady on your head. Right? Now, 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 wait a minute. I ain't, uh, I ain't had my drink yet. Now, that that's the bargain. I get a drink coming every time you take a shot. All right, give me a drink, Mark. They're shooting whiskey glasses off the old man's head. I told you they'd smash all, all the glasses. Get right. him up again. I've got three dead son. I'm going for four. What's going on here? Huh? You, cowboy. What do you think you're doing? Huh? Well, who are you? You're trying to murder this man. Now, listen here, stranger. Me and my friends are having a friendly game, that's all. A little target practice. Now, you got no call to bother us. Ain't none of your business. Yes, it is. Murder. Who are you, the sheriff? I'm the doctor. Oh, well, in that case, you just step aside. After I hit him, then it's your business. <laughs> Put down that gun, cowboy. What? Well, look at that, will you? There's a doc with a six gun in his hand. I said <laughs> drop the gun. What for? That's what I want to know. Why for? We're just having a friendly game. Old man don't object none. He's getting his end of the bargain. If you miss, he'll kill him. Now, what harm's that going to do? He ain't worth nothing. <laughs> if he was a horse, he would have been shot years ago. Put him out of his misery. <laughs> this way, he's going to die with whiskey in his belly. Ain't that right, old man? Yeah, that's right. I see. Now, why don't you don't, don't quit buttoning? Eh? I know uh, he isn't worth anything. I know it better than you do. That's what he wants us to think, somehow. But he hasn't got any choice. He's a man. He may be old and sick and soaked in whiskey till he's rotten inside, but he's a man, and thou shalt not kill. (laughs) What are you? The doctor or the preacher? (laughs) I told you to put down that gun. The game's over. No, it ain't, Doc. You may have a gun on me, but you're one lone man, and you're standing right in front of two of my best buddies. (laughs) Me on me. All right, get it all right. Get it going, get gun. Gun. Now throw rope around his hands. Yeah. Oh, say. any one of your local hombres moves, he's going to get it right through the head. Now, tie the dog up to one of them poles. What do you think you're doing? Didn't like my little game, Doug, huh? Well, I'm going to give you a chance to play. Pull that rope tight. Now. I'm gonna put a glass on your head, Doc. Well, you're crazy! Shut up! Barkeep, you're gonna be the next player now. It'd be right easy for me to shoot that glass off your head, Doc. But we wouldn't want to do it the easy way. Now, you, old man. Yeah? You take my gun. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. Now, wait a minute. Now, that wasn't in the bargain. Now, that wasn't part of it. You take my gun, old man. Now, you get your whiskey, but first you gotta work for it you got to shoot that glass off in the docks' head. Well, that's murder. The old man can't even hold the gun. Shut up! Want a good shot of whiskey, don't you, old man? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. sure I do. Well, sir. now you go ahead. Here's my gun. Let's see you earn it. Now, see, now I ain't much of a shot, mister. Well, you just concentrate, old man. Concentrate. You're shooting for big Oh uh, Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Now, don't none of the rest of you move i got you covered with my other gun. Now, you take good aim, old man. Uh, you'll, uh, give me a, a double drink of whiskey after? Sure I will, Pop. Now, you just shoot that glass dead center like I told you. Hold still, Doc. You wouldn't want to spoil his aim. Would <laughs> ah, you tell dirty... Come on, boy! Ah! the leader of the Texas men down from Pop's bullet, the citizens of Frenchman's Ford quickly turned the tables on the visitors, and within half an hour, they were in the lockup at the sheriff's office nursing two broken arms, half a dozen scalp wounds, and one bullet wound in the leg. But the leader was not with them. He was on the slab at the establishment of Mr. Breckenridge, the town undertaker. And Pop Whedon, he was on the bar at the Bull Rock. How is he, old Codger, Doc? He won't last. Caught a bullet in the chest. Lost too much blood for a man his age. He saved your life, Doc. Gunning down that crazy coyote. I know. His he, eyes are open, Doc. Pop. Pop Wheaton. Huh? <laughs> Why did you do it, Pop? Oh, just a bad shot. You know, I didn't get my whiskey. You think I, I could have it anyway? Will it hurt him, Doc? Doesn't matter, now. I'll pour your double pop from the best bottle. The one I keep for myself. Yeah. Why did you do it? I told you. I don't mean that. For all these years, why did you do it? How did you push yourself down into the dirt and mud? I'm an old man, 75 years. That's no reason. Uh, 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 I was a young man once, 1825, way back east. Only it wasn't the east then. It was the frontier. It was a wilderness. I had a little house. I cleared the land myself. And, uh, yeah, I had a wife, Sophie. Her name was Sophie. And the baby, Doc, you know, I can't remember what the baby's name was. <laughs> Do you believe that?
1: It's a long time ago.
0: Indians came, Shawnees. What is it? Shawnees, I think. Yeah. I was out in the field, and I had my rifle, and I heard her scream. I come sneaking up into the bushes around the house, and I saw them. There was only four of them. I could have got one on the first shot. They was muzzle. Muzzle loaders in them days. I know. Yeah, muzzle. I had my hunting knife. Could have fought them. Men of... I fought three Indians before. It was their wife and baby in danger. I had surprise on my side, Doc. You see, they didn't know I was there. But I didn't do anything. I didn't fire a shot because I was scared, afraid. Take it easy. I watched, Doc. I watched over the sights of my rifle. I watched. And when it was over, I went away. I didn't have no more wife, Sophie. Didn't have no baby. I can't remember the name of the baby. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Now, ain't no animal would behave like that, Doc. No animal. Ain't no varmint in the woods, no bird of the air. Would have been that downright (coughs) low. Doc, the human being is the lowest, no good, rottenest thing there is. I've lived 75 years knowing that. But you don't believe it anymore. I told you what I'd done? I saw what you did tonight. It wasn't low or rotten. You saved my life. Maybe it was because you never really believed it, Pop. And I was the one who told you you were wrong. Yeah, no, no. No, man ain't no good. A man is a critter who'd lie in the bushes and watch his woman die. Because he was afraid to fight... Yeah. Look at me, Doc. Haven't I showed it? Fifty years I've been the lowest no good. Rotten crawling critter nobody ever saw. (laughs) Doesn't that prove it? Doesn't that make it up? I let everybody see how rotten I was, Doc. Doesn't that make it up?
1: No, that doesn't make it up, Pop. Not being low and rotten.
0: But maybe this does. Maybe this makes it up. He died, and we buried him out on Boot Hill. And when we came to burn his name on the wooden marker, we found that no one knew his first name. It was Doc who finally suggested the epitaph. We'll make it Pop Wheaton, beloved husband of Sophie. He tried to make it up.
1: You have been listening to Dr. Six-Gun, brought to you each week at this time by the National Broadcasting Company. (laughs) Dr. Six-Gun is played by Carl Weber and Pablo by William Griffiths. Today's script was written by Ernest Kenoy. Heard in the cast were William Keene as O'Shea, Kenny Delmar as Pop, and Louis Van Ruten as Markey. Dr. Six Gun, the radio production of the National Broadcasting Company, is directed by Harry Frazee. Six Guns, starring Carl Weber as the Frontier Doctor with William Griffiths as Pablo the Wandering Gypsy, has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.